This is the Salted Caramel Podcast. Welcome back to all our thousands of listeners. We're so thankful for you. My name is David Cook, but you guys know that. You tune in each week, and with me is the kind, the happy, and the energetic Jody Curtis. Jody, who is our guest today? I'm delighted today that our guest is the man, Sean Erickson. Sean, tell us a little bit about yourself and some of the connections you've had at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. For sure. Again, my name is Sean Erickson. Hello, everyone. Um, It's so lovely to be here. Um, Yeah, so I grew up right here in Carmel. So and I was lucky enough to get a spot in at Our Lady of Mount Carmel School. Went there K through eighth and uh, ended up going to Garing Catholic afterwards and uh, ended up being involved in the Antioch uh, High School Youth Ministry. So I've just always been around and uh, what Rebecca likes to call the people that stick around in the uh, ministry, just lifers. And it seems like uh, that's what I'm <laughs> setting out to do right now. Yeah, I think they're trying to rope me into that. And I'm like, no. No, I know it's, they, they have a pull though, David, like, it's just like, ah, like (laughs) occasionally. And yeah. Once you do one retreat, you're kind of hooked for a couple at least. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, we're going to dive right in, but can you tell us a little bit about your life before you had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just like anyone who kind of grew up in our, our small Catholic bubble in Carmel, which is arguably probably one of the best places to live in the world. And um, when you start to realize that you just uh, kind of get uh, in your head a little bit, but um, I think I, you kind of just kind of go through the motions. You don't really realize that you have the best of the best of the best. And uh you kind of get distracted in the material world uh, for sure. And you, you're just going through the motions a bit. And um, as any high schooler, I, I definitely felt, found myself going through the motions and uh, was just anxious and worried all the time. It's just like any teenager was, but um, I found myself especially anxious and worried, just like I could have done that better. Am I doing this uh, the right way right now? And like, I'm worrying about the future, just like, oh my gosh, like what is to come? And so like, I've really never found myself just trying to be present with people. It wasn't really until uh, I had that personal encounter with Christ uh, at Antioch for the first time, really, that um, that kind of like solidified just like, oh, like I really don't need to be like worried and anxious, like all the time. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So you're, would you say you kind of, you had that concrete moment at Antioch and then what, what happened after that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a little bit more about Antioch and what, what, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll give a plug. So Lou and Rebecca. (laughs) So I, I believe Lou and Rebecca, um, they didn't start this ministry, but like while they're up in Michigan, um, they were kind of, formed with it. And, um, they kind of adopted that model. And basically it's just like, where the people, the first Christians like gathered. And so like, uh, it's that phrase in acts. I, he's probably gonna like, just like, how do you not know this first, Sean, you've been doing this forever, but there's a verse. It's just like, this is where the first Christians gathered. And that community just, uh, really helps me just like solidify, just like, Oh, these people like actually care about how I'm doing. And, um, 
that we could journey together and kind of figuring out just like, okay, we've had this Catholic faith in our lives for like our whole lives. Cause most of us just were like cradle Catholics and just, we were, we were born into it, but we just finally are getting to a point where like, okay, like, what is this for me? Like, where do I fit into this story? Where do I fit into, um, yeah, this grand narrative, um, that God is painting. And it was just, I think they just do a really good job, like fostering and uh, facilitating that growth for like all of our young people. So nice. Would you say that your, your previous friendships, they didn't really care about you that much or how you were doing? You mentioned that right away. Yeah. Um, I would say there, there's a few like in grade school where, um, I was kind of lucky enough that, uh, I, I was kind of flipped fitted in between like a couple of like the clicks at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And one of them was just kind of got into kind of the, you know, like, oh my gosh, there's alcohol around. Oh my gosh, there's, um, there's girls around. And, uh, and so I didn't really get into that scene or like, but the, I, I found myself that they didn't really like start to care about like how I was doing. And then I, I would say I found myself being drawn to those people like oh like I, like how are you today and it's just like those questions that you don't get besides like from your parents you're just like oh like other people besides my parents care how i'm doing and that was just such a reaffirming thing in the my development yeah that's nice and then um did you go on to college i did um i transferred a lot um <laughs> i I originally went to Franciscan University for a year, and then I went to Ivy Tech for a year, and then I ended up at Ball State where I, I studied music, and yeah. And were you able to maintain um, your faith and connection with Jesus during that time? You know, um, once I had that encounter with Christ, um, I would say that's when things kind of got harder. I would say, um, mm. I, I found myself fall into the, the alcohol or the weed or the girls thing as much, uh, that a lot of my other previous friends did. But like what I found myself like in that, um, cycle of addiction was like pornography. And that kind of came to the forefront because as we all know, the enemy is just like trying to always like keep us down. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, one of his holds on me. And so after I kind of had that encounter with um, Christ on the Antioch retreat, and then I, and then a few other retreats I went on, um, I found myself like being bombarded a lot more with just like, oh, like this really isn't okay for me. And um, I, I found myself kind of like on a slippery slope after that. Okay, I'm, I forget what the actual question was. <laughs> uh, just, just going you, somewhere with it. That's all right. Again. Were you able to maintain your faith and your relationship during college? Gotcha. Um, so with that, I'd say like, because I had that encounter in high school, but um, I had such that uh, tricky nature of um, that cycle of addiction kind of came to the forefront a lot more in my my later high school years, my early college years. It, I did have that faith community, um, but then it came to a point where I was just like, I have this big, ugly sin inside me. And like, even though they've told me it's okay, 
I convinced myself that it wasn't okay. Like it was that thought of just like, I, w- I will never be okay for um, this community, this church, this faith that I, I, I believe in and what that Jesus was inviting me into. But I told him that I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling God, uh, like I wasn't good enough. And boy, oh boy, did I learn that the, the hard way. Um, so I, I'd say through college, it was a rocky road. Um, but eventually I finally found a way to just be like, oh, like all these people still love you, Sean. They'll love you like no matter what. And when I finally learned that just like to forgive myself and just like loosen off the slack, like things became so much clearer and where I was able to like not be as anxious and worried and truly live in the present, like we're taught to do. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, amen. That that's um first off, you you went against the agenda. The narrative for us is you find Christ, life is easier. That's the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's beautiful where people are like, actually, no, you have to face these things that are pulling you away from Christ. And you actually exactly. might have to change friendships, you might have to change habits, and you have to live radically different because you've experienced God's love. So I love that you hit hit on that in a very vulnerable way. Can you tell us a little bit more uh, of your process and forgive me if this is too deep and you don't want to go into it, but of how you realized to stop judging yourself too harshly or to forgive yourself? Because I think a lot of people still struggle with that who are far older than you. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be completely honest. I mean, I might not be dealing with it in a very like, uh, serious way of like pornography but i mean still comes up day to day like i still have to stop myself from like judging myself all the time but i would say the thing that that helped me the most in terms of not learning how to just like forgive myself was just realizing that like it's not on me mm-hmm. like it's not on me and that was just probably the biggest lesson that i learned is just realizing that I'm not here alone and like just take a deep breath and to call someone and just you kind of word vomit like what you're experiencing <laughs> through like uh what you're going through and they sit there and listen and and then that weight was lifted off my shoulders of just like that uh shame that I put on myself um so yes, I guess in terms of that ranting, just calling someone, you just kind of get out of your head. That's yeah. that's helped me the most. Yeah. Just calling someone or um yeah, if you're not calling someone like walking over to a friend's house, knocking on their dorm room, um yeah, anything to like really just get you out of your head because that is where the trouble is happening. Yeah. Good for you. And Sean, how how would you describe your life in Christ now? Yeah, I mean, I would say um, things are are good, but um, I think uh, I'm doing the Bible in a year with Father Mike Schmitz, highly recommend. And uh, I always remember the story from the Bible, but uh, Jacob wrestling with the angel, I think that's like in the later part of Genesis, but I, I still kind of find myself like, still going back into like the arena with God on like certain things. Mm -hmm. And I imagine I I will for the rest of my life. 
um, with one thing or another, I might get done with one match with them. It's like, okay, okay, you got this, but like, what about this other thing? Let's go. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, it's that daily occurrence of just realizing like, okay, like, who am I living for? Am I living for you or am I living for my needs and my wants entirely? And of course, like he's gonna, he placed a lot of those desires on our hearts um, for a lot of good, but it's realizing like it's uh, it's not for you particularly. It's uh, for the glory of his kingdom. And um, in realizing that, like when I do that one day, I, I find myself at peace and content. Um, but when I don't do that, that's when I go to bed or go to bed anxious and more tired than usual or angry or sad. Um, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. That's yeah, definitely battle every day. That's the annoying thing. I just, again, I want it solved right away. Yes. Uh, since you, you opened the door, uh, forgive me for asking the depth of question. Uh, a lot of men struggle with pornography pornography addiction, even women are afflicted by it too. Uh, someone younger, someone who's a parent who has a son who's dealing with this, whatever it is, what can you tell us some things of, uh, how you dealt with it, how you battle it, uh, things that sure. are. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean this, this thing for me, uh, it was the reason why, like I didn't graduate high school on time. I like flunked a few semesters in college because I was just got into that cycle of like, okay, I have this temptation. I act out. Then I instantly regret it and I feel shameful. And then you want to go hide in a corner. And then because you're hiding, you're not doing any of the other responsibilities that you have. And then because uh, you're not doing the responsibilities have, then you're anxious and worried and then you built into this mechanism of like, oh, like this thing gives me instant relief. Um, and then you do it and then the cycle repeats again. So it's uh, understanding and like maybe everyone's cycle might not work like that particularly, but I'd say in general, like that is how um, that sin causes harm in our lives. Um, and once I kind of realized that cycle, I've like, I found myself just like, okay, I'm tempted right now. And maybe this is why maybe I'm sad. Maybe I'm angry. Maybe, maybe I'm lonely. Um, and kind of just writing those feelings down and just like you're journaling and journaling and journaling. And then to a point where it's just like, okay, now I don't feel like that anymore. Um, so one of the biggest things was journaling uh, for me. And then I, as I mentioned before, was just calling calling people just all the time. I'd just be like, Hey, what's up? What are you doing? And, um, uh, little side note, I, it's crazy. There's like a part in our brain, um, that's, uh, built for those kind of rapid fire, like, uh, conversation pieces and like Dave and I's generation, it's even more or less so than yours, Jody. But, um, like the kids that I minister, like in uh, Antioch, like we just don't know how to talk to people anymore. So it took a lot of uh, courage just to be like, get over that fear of just calling people when I needed help. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'd say those three things in particular or two things I said so far. So journaling, calling someone, um, and then understanding the science behind it. Um, just knowing that like, 
your brain is like a plastic mold and like it has that neuroplasticity and it will mold to whatever you're feeding it. Um, we, we as humans, we love the content. We're all about the content and, um, whatever content you're bringing into your brain, like that's what you'll crave and crave and crave until your, your brain's just like, I want this, I want this now. And like, you found out the certain ways to bring that immediately, but then it's not making you a healthy person. So it's really learning how to just like, okay, like, am I creating the content or am I being consumed by the content? Because you really have to live in that balance. I've learned it's just, uh, yeah, you have to be consumed, but you have to fill yourself with the, the good things. Um, and then because when you're, uh, consuming those good things, then you'll create good things. Um, but if you keep consuming all the bad things, you might not want to, but like, you probably like unintentionally are kind of creating some negative things in your own life. And in your own life, you're going to be connecting and talking with other people. So you're going to affect those relationships maybe in a negative way. Sean, I love your advice to others about journaling and calling a friend. And now I already forget. What was your third one? <laughs> um, just, uh, I kind of went in like two different ways, but like neuroplasticity. So just like understanding like how your brain works, right. just like the science behind, like, why are you falling into this temptation again and again and again? Because, um, once you kind of understand that, because it, it just makes things that knowledge, knowledge is power, right. Um, right? Knowledge is power. And did you figure that out on your own? Or did you have someone who was helping you through this process? Oh, absolutely. Um, so my kind of rock bottom moment was kind of, uh, not kind of, but I was in Ivy Tech. I can't remember which year, um, but I had stopped going to class. I was in that cycle of just shame and hiding. And it got to a point where like I flunked my classes and I had to tell my parents, I'm just like, I did not do any of my classwork. And they were just like, what the heck? Um, and so my mom was kind of like at a desperation point. Um, and so she, she went to Father Richard and um, he sat down with me and he asked me that simple question. Uh, it's that famous Latin phrase like quo vadis, uh, just where are you going? And he pointed me to a lot of different people. Um, I won't name them just because I haven't told, <laughs> told them I was appearing on a, a podcast, but pointed me to a, a bunch of different people that could help me. Um, and in going to group and like establishing those connections with a lot of, a lot of guys who were on the same boat as me. Um, and I quickly learned that I was, I was the youngest one in these groups by far. And, um, I will tell you though, at each meeting I went to, and when I occasionally still go to meetings, um, they will say like, I wish I was doing this at your age. Mm. Yeah. Like every, every single one. And um, yeah. And so, so since like Father Richard pointed me to a lot of those people that then it started this chain reaction of getting me a lot of help, I started seeing a counselor who specialized in this. Um, and then just like 
having accountability with um, a core group of my friends that were going to hold me to that standard. Um, that's when things kind of started getting back on track for my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing your story with others that, absolutely, you know, a lot of people have, there might not be pornography, but we all have our own challenges and addictions. And so it's always good to know there's help out there for us. So, um, Sean, you know, we call this the Salted Caramel podcast because we're sort of rebranding that phrase of staying salty, uh, which we think of as how are you coming a better disciple or how are you staying salty in your faith? How would, how would you say you're doing that right now? I would say, um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, I've, I've really never read the Bible, like front to back. I've had it read to me, like at mass. And like, it's like, I think every three years that we hear like all the Bible. Right. Um, but just like really just sitting there while someone is reading it to me while I'm reading it. And then they go tell me the context of it. It's just, and doing it every single day, just taking 20 minutes to do that. Like I've never done that in my life. I've like read the Bible, like probably at most just uh, reading them like the daily uh, mass readings before, right before going into like mass or doing the Sunday gospel. That's it. So it's just, that's been a very enlightening thing for me. Um, And then I would say, uh, as I said before, like volunteering at Antioch, um, it's always, always a good thing to keep me on my toes. Um, Shout out to all my guys. Love you guys. Um, but they, it's because each, each generation, they just have their own different challenges. And like, now that I'm coming up on like being 10 years away from high school, like they are dealing with things that I would have never imagined, like a high school would have to deal with. Um, so it's just, it's always just because I know that someone was there for me when I was going through all the things that every high schooler does at each age and how it had a profound impact for me that like the least I can do is do that for uh, them. Yeah. Nice. Amen. Uh, we like to end with a, a call to action and you gave us so many things. So I'm going to try to pinpoint. So first thing, forgive yourself. Second thing, seek help or call a friend if needed. Um, but something that you brought up that's keeping you salty and that you really enjoy is the, the Bible in the year podcast. So even if you don't listen to that, or, uh, you find some time just to read a couple pages of the the Bible each day. If you do that, if you read, uh, read it in a set order, there's several ways out there. Don't just read it straight through. Um, yes. Yes. Or else you're going to be confused and discouraged. Um, so. Does that sound like a good call to action? Anything you guys want to add? I love it. Love it. I love it too. Sean, would you like to end us with a short prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, the Father is so grateful to um, talk to David and Jody today on the Celtic Carmel podcast um, to share a little bit about how you have affected my life and how you are um, present in my life and how 
um, we will move forward in this relationship in the future. Um, I pray for everyone that is listening that might be discouraged or disheartened um, with where their life is going and where their relationship is with you, but to know that there is hope in uh, you and your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay salty.